This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host, alongside me, the erstwhile, worthwhile, Wild Coyote. Just so I know what's going on. Man, you know, it's just going okay. I, I watched a lot of movies this weekend, Nick. Is that a good thing? I've been watching so many Exorcist movies, you know, and people, you know, private message me. They're worried about us, worried about what this is doing to our health, watching all these Exorcist movies. But I watch Hubie Halloween to kind of... Jesus the pilot. fucking Christ. I <laughs> also watched a movie called uh, Fair Play, which uh, our boy Alden Ehrenreich is in. It's a it's also a net like Hubie, a Netflix original. I think at least a net Netflix bought it and released it. Have You're you joking that you watched Hubie Halloween, right? I'm not joking. Oh, I'm also God. not joking that I like that movie. Fair Play is about a uh, couple that is dating while working at a hedge fund, and uh, they're secretly dating. And then the woman gets promoted over the man, and all mm-hmm. hell breaks loose. So it's a work it's of pretty, fiction. It's pretty, it's pretty good, actually. Have you even heard of it? Who plays the banging chick? It's the actress from Bridgerton, another Netflix original. I didn't recognize her, but she's very good in it. But she scrumps around with Alden Ehrenreich at the beginning, and then they he's hating on her for the most of the movie. Is he the villain? Yes. That's I'd say he is. He's good, though. Yeah, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon, so I have put my I put my box office credentials to work. How's that doing? It's doing okay, like thirty or something like that. It's not doing numbers like that ridiculous Five Nights at Frederick's, which I also saw. Oh my god! My son really wanted to see it, so we watched it at home on Peacock because it's streaming. So it was free one day and date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one. It helps a little bit. It went uh, huge at the box office. Anyway, it was all right. You know, guess who showed up in it? Who? Surprisingly. Who? Mary Stuart Masterson in this. What's her hair looking like these days? I mean, a little longer than some kind of wonderful days. But okay. still kind of, you know, shoulder length. She played a mean ant in it. Okay. A-U-N-T. Thank you. All right. What about, what else? Your boy was in it? Don't Peter? Starved Detention? Josh? Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. He's in detention. I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember him being a little proud of himself during my interactions with him. Really? Maybe it was Hunger Games. Maybe a misread by you. He hasn't exactly lit Hollywood on fire, though. This helps. This hit helps, I guess. Although, is it going to be attributed to him? <laughs> no. Of course not. It's going to be attributed to Matthew Lillard, who is in it. Is that why he was trending? He was yes. trending on Twitter yesterday. Has to be, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought maybe he was also in the hot tub. Oh, Matthew Perry, R.I.P. What'd you think of Matthew Perry? We never, you never I watched Friends, him. right? I did. Oh, no, I he... never watched Friends, but I didn't hate him in the movies I'd seen him in. You know, we kind of have an effect, a soft spot for the whole Nine Yards, right? We Not both really. kind of like that movie. No? I remember when it came out. I mean, I was so enraptured by Henstridge. Right. And even what's her face? Who's the other girl? She's um, she's amazing in it. She's really great in it. She's I can't in, believe uh, her name. Amanda. Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. Yeah. Amanda I was Pete. Amanda Waller, but she's a different person. That's absolutely real. And uh, you know, she was great in it. I I like that movie. I like Perry and Perry kind of influential because of his role on Friends. I think he kind of just the performance. He does. And it doesn't matter, but it's too bad he died. Yeah, I know that's stupid. He's a funny dude, and it's yeah. stupid how the uh, the whole TMZ culture is about this stuff too. But I know. I it's made horrible. the mistake of stupid Twitter shit. It automatically defaults you to the tab that's not the things you follow, but things it's trying to force on you. And it keeps sending me these horrific things because it knows I'm a bad person. And there was like a period where there was three or four things in a row that were all TMZ, and they were either about Matthew Perry dying, about a hockey player who got killed by a skate, or the atrocities too. happening overseas mm. with graphic imagery. And I just oh, wow. wanted to delete the universe. But anyway, well, other get, than that, things are fine. Had a good work trip last week. It was very productive. It was therapeutic mm-hmm. to see everybody. You missed uh, me. This week, uh, getting oh. in the Halloween mode. Yeah, yeah. So your son's the horse king. That's his <laughs> costume. Yeah. My son's going to be a vampire. Nice. My daughter, have that glow? He's going to have that twilight glow? No. Yeah, although he has a top hat. I'm like, what vampire has a top hat? It's okay to have a top hat. Provided you don't wear it. Just wondering, what what famous vampire? Well, the gothic, the whole gothic vampire thing back in the Victorian era. Like you watch Interview with the Vampire, Lestat's walking around with a stupid ass hat, looking all sash around. Was he wearing a top hat and tails? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that show's pretty Mm -hmm. great. So, yeah, I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. So you you actually watched the show? I I I'm surprised. I watched the first three quarters of the first season and enjoyed it thoroughly. Then something came up that was a precedent, and I forgot about it. Right. It seems easier to watch it now. The medium, it seems as if it's syndicated on a variety of platforms rather than having to watch it through a keyhole during the winter solstice like last year. I did so. finish House of Dragons, which we talked about a little bit offline. I know. The first time Off we talked show. about it, you seemed very indifferent to it and only watched a little bit of it, and then you watched all of it. I liked it. I think I was a little hesitant because of, I don't know, it was it just seemed like need, needlessly violent, which is that show's hallmark, but I actually really got into the characters, and it, it's, it remained needlessly violent, but I liked it. I wish it was violent on the Hallmark Network. Guy comes home with a big heart on, which is actually <laughs> something they spoofed in the new Saturday Night Live with Bargatze. Which was good. I watched a lot of the skits after you yeah, said it. Yeah, that was good. one of the le- lesser effective ones, but yeah. He's great on it. He is great. He was really good. His, uh, his I guess, comedic stylings just really lent itself to Saturday Night Live. Lent themselves or whatever. So, the only thing he, that irrit- irritates yeah. me is them reading off the, que- off the cues has is, is never been more apparent than now. At least there, it seemed like there were some performers on, this, on the staff that would memorize... Or at least be really subtle in how they read the cue cards. There's no subtlety at all anymore with that. You can't do it. They just they write up to the moment. I think they even change up to the moment. Yeah. And so that's why you know the news is is effective. I think is because those guys can be reading off the cue cards and it seems natural. And Bargatze wasn't great at reading off the cue cards, but his, he still was hilarious. I thought. I was afraid he wouldn't have the be able to put the proper emotion into the way he delivered lines, and he he did a great job. 
that yeah, that I, skit the american frontier thing was it's a classic yeah yeah and he was great I mean, he had like an awkward start and he he was hilarious and that's good anyway nick we've arrived at the final exorcist movie how sad are you i'm not sad in any way i'm glad Why? we did it we got through octubular and creeped into november although we're recording this in october so i have a it's... question for you has a franchise any franchise have a better run than this one i mean yeah yeah narnia uh golden compass divergent stakeout we're gonna be doing the divergent series next right oh by the speaking of stakeout you hear the news you hear richard dreyfus in the news complaining about so they have a play i guess off broadway or right now that's about the making of jaws i think you're gonna say about the making of stakeout (laughs) he's so good the shark is working or something something like that and yeah i believe robert shaw's son wrote it or is in it one of those things. Anyway, so Dreyfus went to see it. And I guess he's the villain in it. <laughs> this character. And he's mad. Like, he said that he didn't like how he's portrayed. And he feels like it, this the stories from that were kind of perpetuated by Steven Spielberg and, 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 and the writer of Jaws. And he said it was all fabricated. Can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. There's no way <laughs> it was fabricated. He is a... Gotta be a colossal dick. Look at his son. He has a son? Ben Dreyfus, he's like a super troll uh, online. He sucks. Yeah, I love there's Richard no way. Dreyfus though so much. He's so tiny and angry. <laughs> he is, and I love him so much. I mean, I've talked about this in the show before. He's my first favorite actor. He's got the biggest chip on the tiniest shoulder. You know. But I mean, yeah, how he, much of a villain could you be in a Jaws docu play? What he was, he was coked up on the set. He was a little difficult. Ooh, he does, it's not like he murdered anybody. Or t- yeah, you're right. Now he's going to have a problem with our our famous podcast. We're we're coming up to 250. I'm trying to think of what I would compare it to. I guess I'd compare it to one of those villages that you know they find in the Amazon where these people have been living for you know quite some time, having done nothing of note, having achieved no technology basically withered away to a small fragment but stayed resilient in the rainforest and then i guess episode 250 is when influenza is introduced to the colony i'm just picturing a missionary you know making Ooh. his or her way to the depths of the jungle right and happening upon this uh, secluded group of it's a secluded society right this group of people and then saying hey have you heard the microscope nick and justin are great you know, kind of showing them what... And they're like, we don't even know what a microscope is. A phone? Show them what a phone is and then showing them how to download a podcast app. Please do it on Spotify, natives, please. <laughs> I was thinking about when did we peak? And I was thinking, I think when Cooper did that video. That was when Coop? we peaked. That that Coop? video of us from the on the island oh, yeah, with the John extra. Cooper, yeah. yeah, he did two of them. Yeah, but I don't remember. The, the, that extra one is is the magnum opus. I mean, makes me very we, happy. We may have peaked before the show began, but let's be. You mean like, is that your favorite time? I think that was where it felt like, man, we're doing good. We we did something right to have to have earned mm-hmm. that. Now yeah. it's more like, oops. You know how you can listen to podcasts at one half, you know, one times, one and a half times, two and a half times. Mm-hmm. These guys are frantically hoping they invent five times, you know, so they can listen to it during a piss. What'd you do during your piss? I listened to the latest <laughs> microscope. Or you're going to need a microscope to see your peen, you dummy. On the show, we call the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We put a dollar in Mandela's G-string. We work out to the sounds of people coughing to death. We put licorice in non-licorice places. We take a behemoth to the farmer's market. We bring a pool noodle to a vigil. We wonder what snacks 
Wilbur Renbacher might have made. We scroll through hair porn. <laughs> and get feudal in the strawberry patch. Watch a movie through a set of destroyed, translucent, plasticine, nectarine, tangerine eyes. Eyes that have popped open wide at the sound of juggage. Bent a fuel rod over, had our way with it. Watch a movie, see what makes or breaks, share with the likes of you, the listener. So we're talking about Larry Crown. We talk about the scene where Thomas Hanks pulls out a tube of boring and makes us all eat it. <laughs> talk about the little moments. And let me talk about little moments. Cheche. <laughs> um, by the way, Larry Crown. Uh-huh. Talking about a movie that doesn't live up to the excitement that its title <laughs> promises. Did Vardalos, did she write that? What? Is that correct? Are you kidding me? Am I wrong? I hope you're wrong. I don't want to think of her having a chance at any success again. I got good news for you. Well, I don't think that movie is successful. And her third big fat Greek movie wasn't very successful, I I imagine. You're right. She was involved. Fuck. She's in it or she helped write it? She helped write it. With Tom Hanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, he hitched his wagon to her. I mean, that's awesome for her. I have to say, that's exciting for her. I would have loved that. Until the reviews came in, you know? Sucks. Did that movie, Julie Roberts? Yeah, I think uh, Cranston. Rami Malek? I don't want to think of Rami Malek anymore. You don't like him? Oh, he's awful. How did he... uh, He's he's awful. How did he do in the Bond movie? I didn't see it yet. He's bad. But he's he's just too much for me. He's just too much. I liked him in Mr. Robot, what I saw of it. Yeah, no, that, that show fit. It was great. I wish, he was, I wish he was a sensation based on that, and that was the end of, beginning and end of, of him on screen. The uh, Sam Ismail, the guy that created mm-hmm. Mr. Robot, has a new show, I think, coming out on Netflix with Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. You know where maybe, he made his money? Idris? I can't remember. He was, he was involved in that AOL knockoff. Yeah. He turned around and says, Ismail. His trademark is he turns the camera sideways. And shoots. What? Oh no, that's his big. That's his big move. Are you he kidding? Watches stuff. No. So he's like a street thug. Well, you know, sideways and upside down shots. You know, hardly the first to do that. Correct. You're you're very very right. He's a he he does like to experiment with his shots though a little bit. There was a uh, what's the show he did? It had two seasons. Julie Roberts is in the first one. Do oh yeah, show kind of good. It's about like a hypnotized soldier. Yeah, or I don't remember. I didn't know he was involved in that. I didn't know she, they made a second season. They did. I didn't see it. I, I watched she was two back. or three episodes. Was Got what I needed out of it. Nick, there's a skinny leg in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to determine if it was real or fake. It wasn't real. It looks great. It looks effective. I don't know if great store I'd use. It looks like a, a skinny leg. How did they do it? Is there a BTS on this? Can we watch hours of B-roll for the Dominion? No, I, I prequel to The Exorcist. What what year did this come out? Was it two thousand and five? Came uh, out. Yeah, we talked about a little bit. We watched the remake of the prequel last episode, and then they released this one kind of what direct, straight straight to streaming or DVD. There was a very the limited fact. theatrical window where it did two hundred thousand dollars or something like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. so this is the original prequel that they made and didn't like. And scrapped it for the movie we watched last week that Rennie Harlan directed. Yeah, this one is a better movie, I think. But It's a better a, movie, it's a worse horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, both of those movies, I think. Both of these prequels don't get the horror elements right. But Rennie Harlan's is a little more traditional, for sure. It's both better and worse. It's more cinematic than Rennie Harlan's movie, 
for sure. It looks better. It takes itself a little bit more seriously, I think, than Ronnie Harlan's movie. Uh, it's trying to grapple with some themes that Ronnie yeah. Harlan said, okay, we can allow themes in this movie. Just a few, though. Yeah, the main theme version. and then maybe the ending credits theme we can have. <laughs> this film has one thing that the other film doesn't. It has Ralph Brown. He was great. Was he, he, he was in Alien 3, right? He was all, yeah, and he was, let's, let's be honest, he's best known for being Rick Ollie in the prequels. I think he had two lines in, in all three films. Was he in American Werewolf in London as well? It's possible. I always think everybody's in that. I might be wrong. Yeah, that, that douche that plays Cheche is a uh, pop star in the Philippines. Billy Williams or something? What What's his cr- name? It's got a dumb name like that, but it's, I don't think it's Billy Williams. It's Billy Bullshit or something. Let's find I'm out. I'm going to be very quiet. I've looked up Dominion so many times. Billy Crawford. What'd I say? Williams. That, he, Billy Williams was a uh, outfielder for the Cubs in the 50s. I could see how you would get the mixed up. Known as Skinny Leg Williams out in the outfield, Roman. They called him the Possessed Boy as he caught balls out there. I thought it was Ted Williams. Red Sox. But there's a Ted Williams as a baseball player as well. Yeah. You heard me. Zoom in. Let's talk about the cast. You got Gustav's Papa in this. Stellan. Top of the, again, top of the cast list. You have Gabriel Mann. Trying his best to be who in this movie? Who is he impersonating in this movie? I, you know, I don't, what, a cup of water? <laughs> it is, if you, if you revisit this movie with the, in the context of what I'm about to say, you'll be astounded. Okay. Gabriel Mann is trying to be Keanu Reeves in this movie. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad, actually, that's a good zoom. Uh, by the way, I have a zoom on Gabriel Mann. Our age. Exactly our age. Yeah. Also, my zoom is an actor that looks like he should have been on Suits. You know, like he should have been the star of the show Suits. I'm, I'm not shocked that he wasn't you. in it. Yeah, I'm getting him a little bit mixed up with uh, the actual star of that movie, which uh, was a Gabriel Mocked. Yeah, Gabriel Mocked from American Outlaws, right? And more importantly, from Lone Ranger, The Spirit. Maybe no, it's your boy, Army Hammer. Well, no, and I'm not not <coughs> not in the lead role, Mister Fancy Pants. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch that movie, but I did watch the Episode, Spirit. Nick. What? I did see The Spirit, which is a movie that... Is this Frank Miller made Horndog? Me, made me angry. That movie is so bad. It's yeah. Frank Miller Horndog, right? Yes. You also have Julian Wadham, who was in the, who was in the last one. You just like saying his name. Well, it's kind of similar to mine. And right? you got Clara Beller, not the Where's the Beef lady. I don't want you guys to get excited and think it's the Where's the Beef lady. It's not. What was she her had, name? Clara Beller. She's already having her grave robbed by bandits by this point. <laughs> Trying to get some of that grand, that grand beef body down there. She's eating Wendy's in heaven, you know. Is that for? Is that a Wendy's? She's from Wendy's. I, th- I think it's a Wendy's thing. Yeah. Where's the beef? Because you know it was ripping McDonald's and Burger King and right. Which Wendy's has that square patty, you know. Fucking Claire Beller was preach. an AI. <laughs> preach. Yeah, she Claire, was Fen McEnany. Yeah. She was in the scene. I think she gets destroyed in it. She she's like justifiably destroyed. I think she's fine in this. I, you said you didn't like her. She was also in the first nine and a half weeks, let's be honest. What? The prequel to nine and a half weeks, she was in that shit. The prequel to it? Uh-huh. She's, <laughs> does she only do prequels? <laughs> That's her thing, huh? AI was the prequel to the world we live in right now, man. Cheap-ass bullshit world we are in. Bunch of fucking people getting their virtual girlfriends going. Not for safe chat. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. Uh-huh. Ralph Brown was in the last movie, too, it says. He, he wasn't 
You're thinking of Brown Ralph. He was in it. And he and he was in Alien Three. Yeah, he was he was yeah, he was great in Alien Three. Alright, so you got Eddie O. C. Preheat your boy. You got Andrew French, who's in the last one. Those both those guys were. And Andrew French plays Chuma, who's the guy that kind of was Tour guide. Translating. Yeah, translating and tour guide for Stellan. And, and he gets more of a character in this one, I guess. Generous. As does Julian Wadham. Just can't. It just rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? I think it's how he says it. The funny Wad- thing is, Wadham? yes, he gets more to do in this. Same beginning, same end for that character. Yes. But what they do in this that that's different than the last one is they draw more parallels to the main event in Stellan's life. Up to this point, the tragedy of his life. When he doesn't get to bang Skrupko? It's the last one. That's Ah, the. Yeah. Anyway, so talk about this, the premise of this movie, a little bit. I'm going to blow you guys' mind. Premise is the same as the last episode. And what was the premise? Our boy Father Marin aided and abetted in the Nazi murder Mm -hmm. and is recovering by becoming Indiana Jones. A little bit less, a little less boozy and uh, hunty this time around, but still, still digging around and loving them coffins. Mm-hmm. And he is asked by you want to say his name again, just to please yourself, J.W. Julian Wadham, and a piece of shit from the Vatican to investigate the happenings. There's a buried church in Africa, and they got to yeah. know why. And there's a buried church in the last in the, in the the one we did previously. There's a buried church church in this one. They kept and there's the buried, a buried church, church in in both the in pet cemetery as well. They made they made two of these movies with similar premises or you know the same story almost. What's not working here? What 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 didn't work? Okay. It's somebody getting possessed by a demon being the being the driving force of a film is what's missing. Oops. I know, and they they put they're like you know you guys really wanted to know more about Father Marin, right? That's that's what everybody's been craving all this time. Who is this guy? What's his backstory? You know, he has none. So they have to kind of play Mad Libs a little bit and figure it out. And they decided to involve him in a very tragic event during World War II, where he has to like a German soldier dies, right? And this colonel in the army or whatever starts to threaten to shoot villagers. Because he wants revenge, and he's making Father Marin pick from the group of townsfolk, townsfolk, or he'll kill them all if Marin doesn't do it. Um, so Marin does do it. He picks ten, and in we both to, movies we, you don't we get to, see. We get to hear all the gunshots though in this one. Yeah, but you don't see the bodies fall. You just know it's in his brain. And then he, every once in a while, they'll just zoom to a room where he's got a bandaged face and he's twitching. Yeah, that blows my mind. That and then there's a lady with front hair. Yeah, it's blown from her face. I don't under. I guess that's just it's supposed to be like a Jacob's Ladder type visual or yeah. something. Paul Schrader comes from the same era as the '70s auteurs. You know, we think of George Lucas, Francis Ford Cope, all those mm-hmm. guys. And Schrader has always said that he feels lesser because George Lucas got to take a character nobody wanted more stories about their youth, and made three movies about that person, whereas Paul Schrader was only able to be involved in really one and a half. Well, a lot of people consider his best movie to be Taxi Driver, and he didn't direct it, right? He just wrote it. You know, he's directed some great movies, I think. Name it. At least interesting movies. Name a great movie he's made. Light Sleeper? I watched that movie, and I liked it because I wanted to like it to feel smart. I saw one of his movies at a film festival called Miasma or something. It was Mm -hmm. like a... 
very ornate kind of beautiful movie that I didn't really vibe with but you know what he did that movie with Ethan Hawke that people like first reformed reformed man you're you're just yeah you're selling them you're selling them hard you're selling what else did he do what else did he do Affliction which was beloved recently you know wrote the Master Gardener which everybody saw known for his comedies directed it let's see yeah okay so he's done some American Gigolo is beloved Cat People solid he peaked with Light of Day with Michael J. Fox did he direct that? Oh yeah, Affliction. him and Joan Jett. He directed Joan Jett. He did Autofocus, which was an almost uh, almost recovery. Man, yeah, he really he did that card counter movie that I watched with uh, Oscar Isaac. He must have a good hype man or something because I think he keeps it cheap. I think he's he seems a little a little self serious, and he's certainly hard on movies. If he's kind of known for his Facebook, yeah, he's very reviews. Grumpy. Yeah. Anyway, See, Freakin' must... was like that, but Freakin' was so brutally honest and funny in how he did it, and also you believed it, and he also had the, the resume to back it up. Rest in peace, Billy Freed. Billy Freakin' hating all the Exorcist movies, <laughs> aside aside from his own. He notoriously hated them. And then William Peter Blatty also laughed, I think, during the Rennie Harlan test screening, or at least a showing of it, laughed his ass off. They had to escort him out of the theater. Yeah, like Max according Katie. To, according to trivia. Yeah. I mean, he I had mean, to get paid for that. You gotta you, you gotta be proud of the fact that they are still fighting it. Can't what, get rid still, of the exorcist. Can't get rid of it. It's just such a phenomenal first film, obviously, a phenomenal launch, and they just have been reeling ever since. You know, like I someone said corrected me the other day, our friend Charlie, saying that he really loves Exorcist Three, and I was like, Oh, I forgot about that one because I've been swamped by the other ones. I saw Believer, I saw the Rennie Harlan one. But yeah, the third one is like the one that's also good. Because it's the least like the other ones. There's no exception. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a strange one, but it's good. It's got legitimate scares. We talked about it. It's got the ceiling cutie. <laughs> this one just like makes an underground temple and then there's a baldy at the end. You know? A weird baldy. I mean, For no reason be- has no hair. I don't understand, but let's just, we'll get to it. Do we have to? Pazuzu makes... Pazuzu possesses someone bald in this and then re-gifts him hair when he leaps out. We talked about that, how, how the effects of being demonically possessed, you get all this bodily harm that is, I guess, not real. So let's talk about, he gets to, so he, they show this scene where he is pointing at the crowd and the German soldiers are We're shooting people in the it. crowd. Awful, <laughs> awful scene. Then they, they zoom into Africa. And Father Francis is there, and he's a super fan of our boy Father Marin. Yeah, they're a part of a different sect of the mm-hmm. of the church. I forget the name of it, but there's a name that they use that I wasn't familiar with. The Jesuits? No, they're similar to Jesuits. It's some other bullshit. But you know, Father Francis, he's he doesn't have faith. Obviously, just like the last one, has no faith anymore. But he does like to dig around in the dirt. Father Francis has too much faith. I'm sorry, Father Marin, and. Um, they uncover the church in this one pretty quickly. And the last one they did. And this one, they get they get the dirt out of the way. They get to go in. And uh, there's a bunch of weird statues that look cheap. It's creepy in there, right? But there's also a bunch of windows. You notice that? Like kind of windows that are letting the light in. I was like, you think the windows would have been broken? I don't know how it works. Give me a back, broken window to make it look real. real. Strong. Yeah, they made strong-ass windows back then. Give me one crack in the window and I'll start to believe in this movie. Come on. Who's a, who's outside the camp? Like, so you have the people that are working on the dig, but who's who's kind of just 
skinny legging around on the outskirts. Yeah, walking around, hanging with and the getting coyotes. beat up by the by the by the you know the people that live there. That's Cheche, and he's a kind of um, you know has some has some birth defects, I guess. He has a, a skinny leg and a skinny arm that's all kind of. But the worst is they give these awful prosthetics on his head. That they make him look so like he's possessed from the get go, which is very interesting. And then. Um, but, you know, Father Marin takes, you know, he takes a little bit of uh, shine to him, and he, he sets out a cup of water for him. That's like the least a, he like could do. Like a raccoon. I have an idea. Throw him a baby Ruth, you know? <laughs> give him a sandwich. He puts a, a cup of water on a rock for him. Meanwhile, he's like, anybody see my hoagie? Yeah, exactly. This one's, I hear this, this one's good for leg growth. The, the thing about old Chech is, is he a Trojan horse, Pazuzu? Is Pazuzu... Playing the long game here, limping around that, like an idiot. You think he's already possessed? I'm here? asking you. I don't know. I have no idea, man. I can't get into Paul Schrader's intricate mind. Do you know what Cheche means in English, according to me just Googling it? Caramel enjoyer. Dried up. <laughs> they didn't give him a nice name. Cheche. Here's I old wish they dried up. You know, as I wish they would have gone with his American name. Tell me we'd not love this movie if the, one of the lead characters was named Dried Up. There's a, a nurse, or I'm sorry, doctor in town, just like the last one, and she, played by a different actor actress, as, as Nick mentioned. But guess who also is having a little bit of, a, you know, a little bit of the love throws for this woman? Are we talking about... Leaps into town. Father Mayor? Yeah. Horny in both. A little less horny in this one, I will well, say. Well, and she... The the whole subplot of her having to make ends meet through the war, how she mm-hmm. conducted herself, is a little different in this version. Uh, it's a least, kind of the same. It's kind yeah, of the same. Yeah, but Pazuzu later on, he may be lying because he's a horrible schemer, says that she just gave her body away just for food. No, he's the truth. He's a truthful person in that scene. You could tell. She's been trying to kind of make up for her inaction, and she was scared out of her mind in a concentration camp, and she did. She was just in survival mode. And uh, has been regretful ever since, trying to give back in some ways. And give this woman a game, Janie. Let her take a shortcut once, would you, Earth? But she is, yeah. And so they they have this this World War Two connection. Her, you know, this this uh, her and Marin, just like in the last movie. Mm-hmm. He sees her number. He sees her tattooed number on her arm. Nick, what are you vibing with? I must use that term again at the, this point in the movie. Are you asleep yet? Or I'm t- I'm tired. You did say you nodded off. I watched this movie a few weeks ago, and then I watched some of it yesterday and horribly fell asleep. And then today I was just so wiped out I horribly fell asleep. Is it the movie's fault or you're not feeling very well? Let's let's say the movie. Let's blame the movie. No, First, I mean I'm 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 a little you know, obviously we've we've been through the we've been through the ringer for the last five, six weeks, so The Ring. We should do the Ring franchise next. I don't I can't be great. The movie looks cinematic. It's very, a, it yeah, it's looks like a movie as opposed maybe to the last one, right? But the first sign of trouble, Nick, all of a sudden CGI hyenas show up and they're looking dodgy. Dodgy is a hey. generous statement. And, now, and and you made a comment that, yeah, they ran out of money. Then don't the, have them. Well, I think what happened was I think the studio's just like, you know, we're going to release it. We're not going to give you money for effects. Paint a so dog. They, later on, they show a uh, cow taking a fleshy bite out of a hyena and it looks ridic. Well, actually, the bite looks great. But then they show the, the whole cow. And yeah. it looks bad. It but it's looks, okay. I, I can felt forgive like it. It was time for me to flip my Sega CD-ROM at that point. 
That's actually one of my favorite things. You know, speaking of Ralph Brown, who's been in his share mm-hmm. of dodgy CG movies, not good, but I, I don't mind it because it is kind of funny, and it's also, that was certainly not uncommon back then, that you would see. Somehow so, it would pass through the scrutiny of talented people, and they'd see it. That works. Let's go. Father Francis's mission here is, at first at least, is to get Marin back into the church. He he wants to get him reconnected with God, not unlike Ray trying to reconnect, or at least hoping that Luke and the Last Jedi will reconnect with the Force. Father Francis is trying to guide his idol back to God, and Stellan says he's like, you know, you need to choose good. That's what Father Francis says. I think. He says it, and Stellan's line is, I chose good. He Evil also happened. says that he's on a temporary Evil sabbatical happened. from being a priest, which is different than in the previous movie. Where he just quit? Yeah, where he's he's like, F this. Mm-hmm. and he, he He's taking a breather. And he tells Father Francis, he's like, I chose good. Evil happened anyway. I gotta go sleep weird. And he go. they show him in bed, and he's tossing and turning and sleeping like no human beings ever slept. Now, I know Except, it's hot there. What about Anakin in the prequels with Ralph Brown? I know it's hot there, and but he is sleeping sideways on his bed. His, his feet are just crossed. Like, you know, his legs are crossed. He, look, he looks crazy. Is he squeezing nut in that position? For sure. There's no oh, way he's not hurt and damaging those Yeah, those you, can't sleep, you can't sleep sleep and squeeze nut. Can't not a beautiful it. sleeper if I could zoom in. Well, according to his uh, numerous birthrights, don't get much sleep in the mix. 100% of Stellan's sleep is post-coital. Is Stellan a married man, like, a lot of times? Like, does he have many wives? No, I think he's just revisited the same cavern over and over. Made a bunch of perfect people. (laughs) The same cavern. Well. Let's see who he's been ripping it out with. Let's see. (laughs) There's no way that's one woman that's producing that many kids. He had six with one and two with another. Jesus Christ, he's built eight beings. I stand corrected. Six with one is more than I okay, expected. Okay, don't look. This is the best. So he had two, he had two. He's he's married to a current person from 2009, Megan Everett Skarsgård, a uh, you know a, a fetching lady of age. You know, pro- mm-hmm. age appropriate. All right, they, they, they built some recent pieces, but. His first wife, by the way, shares a birthday with me. But if you were to ask, if you were to take a guess what her name is, I'll give you 4,000 guesses. Her Becky. name is My Skarsgård. M-Y. That's not My Skarsgård. Do you take My Skarsgård to be your... Yes. What? Third base. Born on my... Actually, I'm born on her birthday. She precedes me by a good two decades. But... Actually, she was born on my birthday as well. <laughs> What do you mean? How old of a woman is she? she? She's not your age. No, no. Like I said, she's she precedes me by a good twenty years. But yeah, she's in her seventies. She shit out of like six of those kids are hers. They came out of her body holes. But hold on a second. What was see. the last one that came out? Gustav. She built all the best. She she's the one that squirted the best. Alexander came out first and firm. Gustav creeped out a little sneaky. Sam Skarsgård then urged his way out. Bill Skarsgård rolled out like Metroid. Aisha Skarsgård kind of came out a little sideways screaming, and then Valter did his namesake and pulled his way out. And then, of course, the, the Megan, the second creator of time itself, built uh, what, what beings came out of her vagina. Let's see. They built, let's sweetheart, they built Ossian. Stellan built Ossian. And then Koljorn. Ossian Skarsgård, Kolbjorn. Huh? Kolbjorn Is, did, you, did you mention that there's a... A girl in the mix? Ija sounds like a girl's name. 
Is there a daughter? He calls her his greatest mistake. He went into a deep depression. But he's very he's he's very progressive, Stellan. Uh, Stellan mm-hmm. is. You know that's what it's yeah. like there in Norway or Sweden, wherever. It's cool. So he's 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 holding out hope that she'll identify as as a Stellan. Did you look up pictures of her? Just, so Alexander is the oldest. I, that's shocking to me. Well, he's the one that's listed first, probably because he's Tarzan. There's no but. way he's the oldest. Gustav's got to be older than him. Don't you dare. First of all, you're wrong. There's no way that's ever happened. Gustav's never been older than Alexander. Without looking, I want you to order them correctly. I don't remember their names anymore. I'm going to say Alexander is the oldest, though, for sure. you got to realize, Stellan is he's still a firm firm man. I mean, let's be honest. He's, still, he's, a, he's a virile man, so he's not that old. He's incredible in Andor, I think. Yes, he's he just is. vital. He's a great actor. I am so proud of his balls. So Alexander came out first. Gustav came right. out second. Sam, Bill, Aisha, Walter, and then the, the secondary children that we aren't worth talking about again. All of them actors? No, I don't think so. How do you spell Aisha? Shoot, she's 5'10". Wow. You know what she shares with? She's Yeah, she's a pretty girl. Yeah, I think... Man, Sam Skarsgård, an actor as well. Holy crap, these guys... Let me talk about drinks of water. Walter is 6'4". Stellan is 6'3", Bill is 6'4", Alexander is 6'4", Sam 6'5", and the chick 5'10". They are a drink of water. Why is Skarsgård looking a little bit pretty? I've never seen this one before. Looking like a looking like Stellan with a long hair wig. Uh, oh, she's, she's a cutie. Oh my god, there's a picture of the entire lot. What a um, great troop. Man, they are just stunning. What a group. I'm on her Instagram, by the way. Insta-follow, by the way. Um, her last post... Nine weeks ago, zoom in. Her All last right, post says, still staggered that I came out of Stellan's pecker hole. So, when does Pazuzu start figuring into this bad boy? We get a little bit more tradish Pazuzu in this, I think. In a when does Pazuzu? I don't even remember. Well, we get a creepy Pazuzu face, at least, in this. We do. And we also get a statue that looks like it's mimicking Pazuzu face. Uh, so, there's a, of course, there's a chamber underneath you know, in the sub-basement of this church, you know, they go down there. It's kind of similar. There's, there are similar, there are scenes from this movie in the next one, in the, in the remake, like the Maggot Baby that we talked about last The Maggot time. Baby is excellent in this. Mm-hmm. It's much more, yeah. the maggots are much more lively in this movie. I think it's the same shot. I don't think so. Oh, really? Let me zoom in. I think the, um, I think the baby is much more maggot in this, and also the maggots are very active. So, else, the, it's, it's gross. So they open up the church. There's a bunch of jewels. There's a cross with a bunch of jewels in it, and there's a bunch of jewels glued onto a like a, a stone table. Doesn't look very and valuable, though, does it? No, doesn't. But the soldiers get excited that are guarding it. Yeah, these they, two soldiers in particular, and they go in. They the one they, convinces the other that we need to get rich quick and take a few of these gems. What happens to them? They uh, they win. They they retrieve these stones like James Con himself, and then get off scot free. And they click their heels off into the sunset, right? So they get destroyed. Oh. And what happens is one of them gets, you know, they, they go, there's a murder scene. One gets scene upside in down, church. Yeah. One gets crucified upside down, or at least he gets pinned upside down. Knives in hands, looks like stabbed in the heart. Other guy gets decapitated, and his head's on a platter. What a cutie that head is on like the table. Like John the Baptist, right? There's right. these, there's very kind of traditional Catholic imagery here. And Stellan is kind of not that phased, to be fair. Like, everybody else is kind of up in arms. Stellan's just like, eh, maybe he knows the, that he'll get another redo. He says, uh, he says to Gabriel, guess we know who the head of the table is. But there's what happens is Julia Wadham, Julian Wadham, who you love, 
is very it's upset that his soldiers have gotten murdered, and he blames the townspeople. Mm-hmm. And he kills one of them. He kills a, a young woman. Shoots, shoots her, her in the head. Shoots her very away. Yeah. And it's very reminiscent, of course, of Stellan. Uh, what happened to him? What happened to that town? And Julian, at this point, probably a little bit influenced by the nearness to the evil. That's what's happening. Things are being infected by old Pazuzu, his self, doing his crazy shit. He doesn't right? die. He doesn't get butterfly killed in this one, though. He does shoot himself, though. Didn't he do that? He in the last climbs one? up on a rock and, and takes himself away. He's got a more brutal kind of death in this. He shoots the top of his head off. He does. They do a little surgery on the skinny leg. They do a little... They're trying to repair this... Actually, they fly this um, doctor in from Nairobi or something. Remember, like, he comes in... Another parallel with Star Wars. Rips open that arm. Oh, that's Kenobi. Does a little bit of doctor shit. And then he he sounds like, you should stay for a couple of days. See the patient, how how the patient's going to recover. He's like, hell no. And they show him get on a plane. And then he has a shot of him looking at the landscape as he flies away haunted. What do you think? Why do you think... I like seeing that. I like seeing that village from the sky. Do you know what it said in the script? What? Upset there was no Jimmy Johns nearby. (laughs) That's what what that actor was acting. If Jimmy John were there, he'd be shooting exotic animals. (laughs) Fuck that guy. You know, I've talked about it many times before. I've met Jimmy John. What? I've met met Jimmy. Jimmy John kind of originated, I believe, at least close to the town I grew up in. And there was a... When I was in high school, there was a Jimmy John's... And I think he worked at it. He started it. It's on U of I campus. I think I, or close we by. We have not had this. I believe I went with my friend and sold him a an ad, or at least an ad spot in our high school newspaper. At that point, he was just fantasizing about shooting exotic animals to death. Yeah, I think it was him. I think that was Jimmy John proper. Let me look. I gotta know because this is big. Yep, it's gotta be because they're from Champaign, Illinois. Jimmy John Leotard. He looks like Biff. It looks like Thomas Wilson. Mm-hmm. He likes to shoot animals. Huh? Look at this piece. That's him. I recognize him anywhere. God, he sucks. I don't know if that was him. I think it was him, though. It doesn't matter, Nick. They figured out people were sacrificed under this in this temple under the church. They hated it. That doesn't sit well with Father Francis. He's like, you know what? I have. You know what? I got to do. Get shot full of arrows later. <laughs> That's what I got to do. Team Arrow. <laughs> that guy sucks. You don't like him? Fucking fanboy. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. He does like Father Marin, I will say. I, Obsessed yeah. with all this shit. Mm-hmm. Taking taking it super serious. And then mm-hmm. getting rewarded big time for it. But Father Francis is like, you know what? I'm going to... This poor Chechi is healing. He just had all the surgery. You know, it's getting weird out here. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to do a little priest stuff on him. <laughs> and, you know, you know, put my cross on his forehead and all that stuff. And what happens? Turns out Cheche is imperiled by devil. He ain't thrilled to have Gabriel Man around. He sits up straight in bed, puts the red eyes out, and spooks Father Francis. And then he his, I like Fright Night, it's a little sizzle cross in his forehead from where <laughs> the metal touched him. Right. Father Francis is like, you're not going to believe what happened. This guy's a fucking weirdo. And then um, <laughs> Stalin's like, I don't believe it. It could be anything. It just could be a bruise on his head. Remember, Stellan's just, he's right. not believing the possession thing. Paul Schrader says he tries to sneak a little Fright Night reference in every film. Uh, Is Gabriel Mann mm-hmm. sort of the Elseworlds version of Joel David Moore? I mean, it's been said. Can you, what would I hate, it, when you, hate when you read from Wikipedia on the show. 
Can you put those two blands in the same space? Gabriel Mann wishes he had Joel David Moore's career. career. Wishes. I, Here, here's. So what was happening is everything's starting to go crazy and haywire. There's like a, the army is there and they're starting to kind of have obviously some friction with the with the, the townsfolk and old Julian Wadham blows himself away. That makes it worse. Ralph Brown's like, they, I, what would Jason Isaac do? Ralph Brown is kind of being the voice of reason why the men are starting to get bloodthirsty on both sides. Do you right? remember what and his nickname for the indigenous people are? He's he's a horribly racist man, but he also is trying to keep the peace. He calls them fuzzies. Fuzzies, I I've think. Never heard yeah, that. he's he's racist. Savages, I think, or at least that's what Wadham calls him. But Father Francis is like, you know what? I know all this shit's happening. I know it's crazy out there, but let me take. Let's do a um, a conversion. Let's convert Cheche to Christianity. And let's just go do it in that weird church. And they're like, well, why don't you just do it here, Father, in the hospital? Nah, we got the buried church that's weird. Let's go where the people are yeah, just brutally where, murdered. Where let's all go the statues are facing down rather than up, you know, mm-hmm. not honoring heaven, but holding a demon down. So they go there. looking at this guy. He's, he's got mm-hmm. a Slim Jim for a leg. He's got a Jack Link sausage for an arm in the middle of the fucking desert. Broke as broke can be. His face is looking like, you know, a, a ridge potato chip. What he's, what he's missing is to be baptized. Well, Chechi, he, he, Chechi does want to convert. He does understand a little bit of English. And he's like, yeah, that, that'd be cool. Let's do it. Maybe after I heal up and then Father Francis is already going to pull him up on the underarms and kicking him towards the church. He puts a toga on him for at least, though. You know, puts a little bed sheet on him, which is cute. Yeah. Him and the, the doctor go do this while Stella's just chilling somewhere. I like, thought it was just cute when Cheche is like, would you like to bring your arrow-proof shirt with you down into the catacomb? <laughs> Joel David Moore, too, is like, nah, I'm fine. Chess is good. I like the part where Father Francis says, before we enter the church, Cheche, please do, promise me one thing. Don't go unexpectedly bald. <laughs> if you do one thing, right. please keep your hair. <laughs> And Chechi's like, no problem. I understood that loud and clear. And he goes, also, don't slow-mo throw me at a statue, if you could. Right. And by the way, the Pazuzu statue in this movie sucks. The statues are all bad in this. Yeah. His dick yeah. is not as cool of a snake. I hate when you read the Wikipedia. <laughs> they uh, go to the church, and that's what happens. Pazuzu comes out of Chechi, Cheche, and he does, there's a weird scene where he kind of the priest, remember the priest also, he told the priest not to touch him again, or in Pazuzu voice. So, you know, Father Francis has to, because he's converting him, does a little, I don't right. know what he does. He does, he tweaks his nose or something, or tickles under his <laughs> chin. I can't remember how it works. And uh, Pazuzu does a sonic throw, like a video game Street Fighter <laughs> throw. Poor Gabriel, man. Slow yeah, I was. Drunk. I had the subtitles on, and it mm-hmm. said, Haraksak throw chip! Now, didn't you expect like him, his like a sword, like a kind of a statue sword to go through him or something? Like I, he just gets thrown slow motion. And he doesn't die. He just kind of bounces off the statue. Well, especially in a movie that already featured a babality. <laughs> then he, then he says, "Look, hey Doc, I know I just got Sonic thrown, but uh, I'm gonna go get my possession shit. Stay here with the creep. I'll be right back." And he does. He he flees the scene. And Pazuzu then rises or raises stones from the ground and blocks the doorway after right. he leaves, which is a cool uh, move. It's like a and, and by the way, superpower spell. number seventy-eight of Pazuzu that we're just now finding out about that would have come in handy in every other film. Yeah, I don't understand his powers. 
like it's cooler if he just kind of is his power is shit talking and being mean you know it's almost as if demons aren't real and they just kind of crazy glue whatever idea works then father francis never makes it to get his possession shit what happens to him he is found on a rock having been punctured by arrows and you think he's dead yeah you do but he's not. They run to get Stellan, who's been MIA. I guess he was on break during this time. Like, he was in the city or something. He was um, he was flagellating to the image of the doctor. And they get him, and they bring him to Father Francis, and Stellan nicely checks his pulse, and he's alive. Yeah. He's like, you guys maybe could have done this before he came around and got me, but that's all right. Father Francis is, he's crying. He says that Stellan needs to save his mortal soul. His mortal soul's in danger. Right. And Stellan says no. And he's like, is that because somebody just did a Mortal Kombat move on you? He says, will you please help me you know, save my mortal soul? And he goes, eh, maybe some other time. No, he does. Ha- he, he's like, he, I have to return some videotapes. But he turns into Super Priest. That's when he goes and he goes into... It doesn't go directly to this church. Mm-hmm. It does waste some time before he... Uh, and there are rocks in front of the door, but I feel like they could get in through the top. There's something I forgot to mention... Mm-hmm. This little town is adorable. It's like a Wes Anderson town where there's one strip of their little cubicles. This cubicle's a bar. This cubicle's yeah. a hospital. This cubicle's a hotel. It's so sure. cute. Maybe a make is it, is it a makeshift town? I guess not. It's certainly like everybody's there to kind of work on the dig, you know. But it looks like a Wes Anderson sure thing in a way. Mm-hmm. Very modular and very bare bones. Right. There's no elephant noir bar in this shit. There's a shot where you see a bunch of people at the bar, and it is literally it looks like a shipping container. Though, don't worry about those rocks. Pazuzu cracks them open so uh, Marion can scoot through them with his little purple ribbon scarf. His half he has you know he's he's got priest wear on it. You know he's 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 gonna he he kind of protests at first. He's like I can't do the rites, exorcism rites. We don't have authority, but he does it anyway. He does. Rachel's in there, and she's having a weird dream. Her name's Rachel? And Pazuzu's making her have a dream. Pazuzu, of course, like I said, is now Cheche, and he's, like, super buff and bald. What are the most Pazuzu things that he does in the climax of this film? He floats. And, he, and he, he's got this weird light on him. He looks awful. Problem is, like, him floating in a temple, you know, it's weird, but it's also, like, eh, it's, all, it's weird in there already. When Reagan's floating in her room... That's a lot different, you know, that's creepier. Pazuzu then, who is the great deceiver, as Stellan dubs him, uh, or at least is known as that, he says, look, Pazuzu's like, look, Stellan, I can take you back to that day that you have such a problem with in your life. I can correct it for you. And he does. He, he does take Stellan back to that day, and there's this, they, we see the scene unfold in a different way. How does it, how does it go? It doesn't go great, let's be honest. You know, ten people died in the original, and so he makes a different choice, and they all die. Yeah, he decides to shoot this captain in the head and gets maybe another shot off before he gets shot, and then they go haywire and just you know mow down everybody. But Pazuzu's like, at least you got to be a, a dude here. You, you got to be a cool guy for a minute. At least you didn't wimp out and start pointing to people, pointing to randos. So Stellan's like, that's not exactly what I thought was going to happen. I, so he didn't like that. He also probably doesn't realize that he's going to go on and write boring books and then get killed super quick. But I'm just saying, Pazuzu, if this was his master plan, making his this situation worse, like making the like this kind of dream sequence worse for Marin, I mean, it's kind of a badass movie, really. I guess. Maybe in a movie that wasn't an exorcist movie. 
first. Anyway, reform. so then he, yeah. so then Pazuzu barfs, barfs bugs on Marin, and he gets uh, Marin gets a bunch of pustules on his face. Pretty hot. Not that a deal breaker for the missus, by the way. That doesn't deter Father Marin. He still spits out these exorcism rites, and guess what? Pazuzu cannot handle that noise and says, "I'm out of here. I'm going to Washington. This place sucks." <laughs> exercises uh, Chechi's hair back on him and his uh, muscles out of him. <laughs> yeah. Chechi's like, could we have maybe given me a fucking multiple choice? Like, claim, can I claim some of these power-ups for myself? So there you go. Look, these have been tough, Nick. We did it, though. Ish. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we got through a major bite, you know? We could have done, done Hubie Halloween. You've watched the movie more than once, I'm thinking. I think I saw it twice. Oh, my God. You know I like Adam Sandler. You know I'm a huge Kevin James guy. He's in it too. Jesus Christ! They got a lot of people in it. Tim Meadows. That Maya whole Rudolph. crew is just is is an abyss. Steve Buscemi. What's that other guy that's an abyss? Who's in it? Julie of... Julie, Julie Bowen. Showing back up since Happy Gilmore. I think she was in that with him. Who's the guy um, from Grandma's Boy? His that's also in not, an unnecessary evil. Alan Covert or Alan yeah, Covert. Yeah, it's just, just not he's good. not in it, but he he produced it. I think. That's just a rough group. Directed by Stephen Brill. Oh, my God. It's a money machine. Uh, I'm, I'm in the minority on that, but, man, I can't handle it. I can't handle June it. June Squibb in this. Are you asking me? Well, you supposed- know Squibb. What's her, what's her first name? Is it June? I don't, I don't know her. 
I don't know. She's these. in um, About Schmidt, I think, is what she's from. Mara? I can't. I can't build it. <laughs> We're done, Nick. Yep. And then finally, the credits roll. There's mm-hmm. a couple of names in there. I mean, the 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 co-writer of this and the writer of, the co-writer of Terminator Two, WW in this. Yeah, Billy Wisher. I didn't know him. I don't. I, that's a great name. I think he, did he leave? I'm gonna assume I don't he's. Think dead. so. Wouldn't that have been a great name if Steve Voss' name was William Wisher? She sounds like an action star or an action character. Go ahead. I'm seeing if William Wisher is uh, where he belongs. Hold on a second. He lives. Damn it, he does. You know, a good thing, a good way to describe Stellan in the previous film what he was trying to do for a good portion of it cl in this cl don't have a c oh chase lap he's chase he was chasing some lap you know what i'm saying <laughs> get some of that screw i got someone in here that has a first name i've never seen okay pc pet shigay i don't know c-h-e-g-e or chej pet P-E-T, Pet. Now, that's maybe cute. it's pronounced Pate, Pet. No, it's probably Pate. Pet. That's a cute name. It's a good it's a good first name I didn't consider. Uh, speaking of, perfect name for a movie like this that's so, you know, laden with this, this hellish mysticism. G.I. I don't have a G.I. You got Julia Inferna. You know, a little wow, fucking really? hellfire in this. I bet you she was that's a, a fire whipper. Name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This person got fired being... Super drunk the whole time, stumbling, bumping into the buried church, messing up all the dirt. LC, LC in this. <laughs> At least a chug. <laughs> Stellan was very intimidated by this person on, on the crew. Yeah. Would not allow his wife to visit the set whenever this gentleman was there. PL. Are you talking about Paul Longstaff? Because, <laughs> you know, we talked about them pulling our boy, you know, from. What movie was? What movie did they edit our boy out of? Oppenheimer. Was that Langella was pulled out of Oppenheimer? Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the. You're talking about. <laughs> my mind went to you know who, but you're talking about it got edited <laughs> out of the Poe series, the right, right, Fall of the yeah, House of Usher. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's huge wrench. Who you got? Paul, can I zoom in on Paul uh, Longstaff? Huh? Known for his giant penis. <laughs> So uh, you got probably maybe the the one that's maybe the 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 one that's <laughs> I know exactly where you're going, but go. you do. Do you know the initials? MM. <laughs> I couldn't even figure. I couldn't figure out how to say it without saying most. I was gonna say the maybe the one that's been the <laughs> There's most no way to get around ever it. Been. Yeah, Michael most in this. You didn't have GG? No, what's that? Feels so bad. GG, the one day out of the year of Halloween, Gary Cole gets to be Gary Gore. Okay. <laughs> you can edit that one out. I had Tony Grace Mark. I, I saw to that a... too. I was thinking of the Gray Throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cormac Fungi. I saw that as well. Yeah, Fungi. I just didn't write it down. There's a couple good ones. Our, our sometime guest, John McCarowitz, has a son named Cormac. He does. Look, man, mm-hmm. you've been asked to get a tattoo from. Dominion, the prequel to Exorcist. What are you going to put on your body? I'm going to put a wish tattoo. Like speaking of William Wisher, I'm going to put a wish, kind of a hopeful tattoo on myself. And it's going to be uh, two, the two directors, arm in arm, like arms around each other, Paul Schrader and Rennie Harland, Harland with, his, with their arms around their shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. looking out and underneath, no horror feelings. <laughs> Pretty good. What do you think? I like it. It's cute. It is cute. Think there's someone that has a Paul Schrader tattoo? God, 
in this world, I mean, tattoos are so prevalent, I'm sure. God, well, I mean, and you know people have Travis Bickle tattoos, so. What's less likely? A Paul Schrader tattoo or a Rennie Harlan tattoo of their face? Rennie. Yeah, maybe. Go ahead. All those individual beard hairs would be a workload. <sighs> you know, you look at your old middle school photos, like where you had the mullet and the tight shirt with the rope collar. The way you look yes. disdainful, you know, with disdain towards it. Sure. I've got a picture. My tattoo is God looking at Earth like that. Yeah. Just just like a stomach-churning disappointment on his face. Yeah. I mean, I will zoom in a little bit. It's nice that he considers giving it a glance every once in a while, at least. At least in your eyes, you know? Every once in a while, it's like, oh, Earth! <laughs> oh, shit. There was this guy when I worked at the movie theater that we called him the wizard. He was this little guy that was older, older as hell. And he'd come to the movies almost every day. And he was a squat yeah. guy, and he always had a comic book rolled up in his back pocket. I have a feeling it was God in his Earth form. So he came to a movie all the time, and he had a comic. So he, he had, always he had a comic book, a rolled up comic book hanging out, hanging out of his back pocket. And he would go to the movies almost every day and never interact with anybody, but just go feast on movies and with his comic. I guess between movies, he'd read his comic book. Did he? Uh, did he get snacks? I don't remember, but I just remember he's called the Wizard. And once I accidentally bumped into him coming out of the bathroom and I actually made eye contact with the wizard and he had this wizened bird face it made me think this is uh, a spirit among us well I just want to say I asked you if he got snacks and you said no because God don't eat so I'm just trying to help you out here well he did he got God stoppers actually look credits have rolled movie's over but lo and behold there's a stinger at the end little extra scene what you got Pazuzu's favorite candy by the way What's that? Godstoppers. Mm-hmm. The stinger at the end. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good one. It, it, but you know what? Pazuzu also mm-hmm. playing the long game, watching Earth ruin. He's like he likes no snow caps. The caps are melting. Earth no snow, no ice caps. <laughs> My cat is berating me from the other side of the door right now. I'm gonna totally you. mad. Um, you got an extra scene? Yeah. So the Nazi from the beginning, who shot a, a percentage of that village, he's mm-hmm. retired now. Got through the war, got had to live in seclusion for a little bit, but he got his shit together and went across the sea, Oklahoma foothills, set up a little general store where he could start a, start a new life, kind of lay low until uh-huh. his type are back in vogue. Got some good news for that guy. This is a joke about our culture, Justin. <laughs> Mine is Washington, mm. D.C. There's a couple construction workers surveying this blank land, like spot, you know, like a. Uh, that they're gonna do some construction on, and they're talking to each other, and the and the the foreman of this crew is like, "Look, we gotta hurry up, guys. Get it together. Snap, snap. We're losing light. Chris McNeil's moving here. We gotta get her condo ready before she comes." And then this guy goes, "Hey, boss. There's a buried church under this land. He's like, I don't give a shit. Just do it." So they they build a condo on top of a buried church next. It's like poltergeist. Oh my god! That's the connection, and in Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> Look, you've been given the finances to have your own sequel to uh, Dominion. Boss, you didn't hear me. I said there's a church buried here. He's like, it's okay as long as there's not a temple underneath it. We're good. Uh, look, you've been given the finances to have your own sequel to uh, Dominion, a prequel to Exorcist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Money is underneath escrow's belt buckle, and now it's time to spend. What you doing? I'm making the, the movie called The Nice Exorcist. Okay. Have I done this yet? No. We'll see. 
he rolls into town and now, he pushes the, the the exorcist is nice? Yes, the nice exorcist. Not the nice spirit that is exorcised, but the guy who is the exorcist. Yeah. Okay. He's got a different methodology. Okay. A demon is possessing in my sequel a I guess a let's just do a we'll make it a boy, a young boy here. I'm listening. He's spouting crazy shit at his mom and dad and just saying the worst stuff you can think of, a la Reagan, right? And they're like, we got to get an exorcist in here. I've heard he's good. Comes in and he's like, killing the demon with kindness. As it's saying horrible stuff about his, you know, his dead dog. He's like, are you you comfortable in there? What kind of music do you like? Can you help me? Let's play Akari Warriors. Hands of a controller. Are you hungry? And laughing at his jokes. He's like, your dog is on a spit roast down here, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, that's fine. He liked, he, liked he liked going on rides. Right. He likes twirling around, you know? His name Thank, was, can you say hi to him? His name Please was, say hi to his him. His name was Spit Roast, actually. That's funny that you know that. <laughs> Tell him I said hello. He's an half. That's right. You can say it to both parts. You know, just positive thinking. I think that would maybe start to work on the demon, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it would drive him crazy. Maybe there's a method to this madness, but it's called the Nice Exorcist, rated X. By the way, not to Extra not to take away from your, do you know how close that game is to Akari War? That's why we've t- <laughs> we've talked about it. Oh, okay. is this, I think we've talked about oh, it. I mean, I may have talked about it on the show. Episodes in our advancing age, it's likely. We can't remember it, but I'm just saying. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, of course. That, that's not lost on me. And like the game Commando is like Kim Commander, the late night radio. So he said to me earlier today. <laughs> my story, my sequel mm-hmm. is, it's sort of like that movie, A Ghost Story, was with mm-hmm. Casey Affleck. Where does the demon go after it comes out of your bod? He's sort of free roaming, right? right? It's forced to exist in the ether, but not participating in things floating and being boring so we followed this floating pazuzu kind of looking for his next host mm-hmm. unable to really latch on and all we do is we hear his inner monologue i want to be born in i want to be born in you know and he's just floating around he's just had shit luck and finally he he skips past a house girl is kneeling next to her bed and then she notices there's a quarter on the carpet she oh, picks yeah. it up and then she goes to bed, puts it in her drawer, puts, forgets to pray. Oh no! And that's his end. He gets to he gets to get born. And girl forgot to pray one night and deserves a demonic possession. And he gets in there and slams it through. And this happens between what? Dominion and the, the events of The Exorcist. This is the interim. He's in Sarasota, Florida. You know, getting in. here's here's my card. By the way, the nice Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, come help very sweetly. Look, you'll be given the financing to have your own business associated with. Dominion, a prequel to Exorcist. What are you going to do? This is fucking genius. For two months, uh, leading up to and then during the release of the movie, I, p- I partnered up with, with J- uh, Jim Davis, and I did the <laughs> Dominion, the prequel to Garfield. Took over the strip for, for two months, and it basically you know, it takes place in the same universe where Cheche is adopted by the Arbuckle family. He, 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 is this yours? No? And... Um, He's taken to a family reunion where he meets a very young John. They sort of hit it okay. off. They both end up adapt- adopting cats on the same day. Yeah. And John, yeah. I don't know if you know this, he gets Garfield the cat at the adoption. I do know that. Yeah. And then Cheche yeah. gets Dark Christopher. <laughs> and so it's kind of, the, you know, it's Dark Christopher's exploits with Cheche. He only eats canned beef. He smokes. He sticks his middle claw into the ass of a goldfish. He does weird stuff, but... 
adorable. Doesn't sleep Same in the sunlight, though. You know, what he does is he lays down uh, dick up in the sunlight and extends that his little clasper. That's what Dark Chris does. It's, but two months. We get two-month run. Associated Press loves it. Well, can I ask a question? When you say partner with Jim Davis... He, it's his art. Yeah. How much input does he have into the story? Is he, he handles, just letting you take he handles all the Arbuckle slash Garfield percentage and mm-hmm. the uh, writing team from Dominion handles Is it kind of like when Matt Wagner uh, took over Batman and, and, and mixed Grendel in with it? No. And they were like, well, you can't do certain things with Batman, but you can, ha- you can do whatever you want with Grendel? No. It's nothing like that. It's like okay, it's like when John uh, Arbuckle was written by Jim Davis and Paul Schrader was responsible for Dark Christopher and his Cheche. <laughs> he, he still does. He still have the the skinny leg in the fucking two hundred percent. How cute is it? It's it's well. What he does is he 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 create he wraps it in layers of balsa wood and it becomes Dark Christopher's scratching post makes sense mm-hmm. what about you well you know that you've played these games like on the switch i think the golf story you yes love that i, game, I right? love that game so much so imagine a golf story which is it takes place it's like an rpg set on a golf course right and you're kind of talking to people and so picture that but like it's the exorcist story and it's actually the it's the prequel to the exorcist story and you get control either rennie or paul schrader and you're trying to you know walk around a set and put together the best exorcist movie you can and there's things always you know there's all sorts of problems people actually possessed you know the, the there's there's a um you're kind of the making of the movies mimicking the contents of the movie that kind of thing mm-hmm. right their actor that portraying the possessed is hard to work with i actually kind of like this idea i know it's a joke but i wouldn't mind playing that like a movie making rpg mm-hmm. specifically one that's surrounded like and it's got that retro style. It's, yeah. I'm yeah, down. of course, yeah. The blocky animation. The blocky, uh, the pixelated. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a pixelated Paul Schrader controlling I'm th- him? I, my mind is 100% on that pixelated Cheche. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Can't tell if his leg is messed up. Look, you're in the movie, man. You've been a certain mm-hmm. to the running time of Dominion, a prequel to Exorcist. What shape does your performance take? I'm a caveman exorcist. <laughs> At the beginning of the film, this is before, this is the prequel to the prequel. This is like the scene in X-Files Fight the Future. I come running because I hear someone knocking on rocks, weird, knocking on rocks. And I start hurt. I start knocking rocks. I see, you know, like I start knocking rocks together. Just keep saying it. Because someone keeps knocking rocks. You know, it's just, it's Pazuzu, but it's, you know, talking about. I also want to knock rocks with the caveman doctor, cavewoman doctor there. Yep. It just kind of reflects, you know, just the story being retold over and over and over again as time goes on. So, yeah, my character is the caveman exorcist. What do you think? Can I suggest a name for him? Yeah. Knox Rocks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm one of the guys Stellan decides to have shot in the face. Oh, man. Were you? This was not you last time? I get shot in the face and my ghost begins to ascend. I mean, I'm listening. I black out and I come to and I realize I'm, I'm an 8-bit graphic ghost. And I look and there's a guy with a whip chasing me in a castle. Whipping candles, getting power-ups, and I am running for my... I'm floating for my life. <laughs> Fucking fighting Simon Belmont. Turns out, you don't go to heaven, you go to Castlevania. Nazi shot, instant Simon. I'm scared to my second death, but this music kills. Is Castlevania in Pennsylvania? Is that where it's set? <laughs> it's set in Castlevania, I think. I don't know. The town of Castlevania? <sighs> By the way, 
one of my least favorite things in the world. Castlevania? No, no, love. I don't like this new world that we live in where video game journalists will will call something a Metroidvania or a, there's another one, that, another term they use, it infuriates me. Metroidvania is a big one, yeah. There's another one, though, that's so, oh, God, it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. There's also a roguelike. That's it. God, I hate that yeah. so much. Just use words to describe something. There's also roguelite. They do a variation on roguelike. Is that when Anna Paquin went on that diet? Now I know you're tripping. <laughs> Look, man, what's the Millennium Falcon in this movie? I mean, I said it so many times, skinny leg, 100%. <laughs> there is no way. God. I know, look, I, I, had a, I was trying to make sure that's not a real skinny leg on a, like a real actor, because I don't want to make fun of it. If it's a real person with a skinny leg and they got him in there, like, God bless you. But if it's a fake skinny leg, Well, the pop star from the Philippines said, has two proportionate legs. Yeah, I know. I zoomed in that hard. Yeah. So that's the my Millennium Falcon is the skinny leg. I'm coming from a similar place, but it's his face ridges to me that are, are my Millennium Falcon. Okay. His uh, Paul Clemens from the Beast Within looking face ridges, which I guess they did it so that when he becomes the cleaned up version of Pazuzu, they're gone. Right. Don't do it. That must have sucked to like he, you know, as as much as you don't like him in this movie or that character, he is in it a lot, and it was kind of a big big deal for him. And then they just scrapped it. How did it make you feel to find out that Joseph is in this movie, sort of too? Is it the same actor? Different actor, different fate. When they it, don't, the kids don't don't figure in. Yeah, there's no, they don't get dragged away. But yeah, the hero because Joseph was the Millennium Falcon of the last one, basically. <laughs> yeah, he was the. Uh, the pinch hitting priest, remember the kid that hit Stellan threw him a Bible. That it's like, sounds Read like this a kid. Disney movie from the seventies. The pinch hitting priest? Are you fucking kidding me? How is that not a Kurt Russell movie <laughs> from the seventies? Skinny leg and the pinch hitting priest? It's like freebie. We're gonna have to. So this is weird because we started this one in the midst of all this stuff, and this is a franchise. And so, like, I, we had declared the Millennium Falcons of the uh, the Millennium Falcon of the franchise. We're done with the, the franchise stairs. now. So yeah, we, we it's not the stairs. I think it is. But I'm just saying that when we go on to other movies where we have to figure out the Millennium Falcon of a specific movie, yes, we're going to have to agree. We can't differ. We have to come to There's consensus. There's no way we're going to come. I mean, are we going to have a debate? We have we're going to have a live we have a debate? Responsi- we're going to have a responsibility. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll present our case, and then we'll have to determine yeah. which is the winner for the sake of the audience. I think so, because I think we have a responsibility to the public at large. Like, we have to... These things that we decided at the end here really do stick in troubling ways to the films once we go through them right i feel a certain amount of responsibility i guess i'd say that's his face ridges this time (laughs) but if we were to do the franchise proper so we'll have to agree let's do it ain't the stairs though can't be has to be the stairs i I mean this this infuriating me that you won't give this one to me that's how we came up with this whole idea in the first place what would you say is the millennium if you you look at the series in entirety the roman collar Mm -hmm. Is present in all of them. You've got mm-hmm. you've got you've got somebody who is transmogrified before our very eyes. You got the that book of spells that these guys use. There's a look of disbelief that crosses people's faces in all these movies. There's it's true levitation. The stairs is tough, man. Yeah, it's right. It's tough to beat. I won, <laughs> like just like Pazuzu, or I'm sorry, Lamashtu won in the newest one. I can't wait to to. I'm now excited for the sequel, Deceiver. They may have to reconsider. So, believer, deceiver, and wonder what the third one is. Reliever. It actually makes sense. Kiefer. <laughs> Look, man, you're trapped on an island. 
Exorcist Kiefer. <laughs> Incredible. You've been there all these many years gathering debris, and now it's time to take something from Exorcist prequel, The Dominion. You know what I'm saying? Dallas, Dallas Sutherland's like, I think something's happened to my son. But he says it like this. I think something's happened to my son. Like, he says it like, no energy, right? Like, it's Kiefer and Sutherland. Kiefer's possessed. How would you know? And in Nightmares, they, they, they hire him to possess Kiefer to do a reboot of 24. What's his character in 24? Jack Bauer. But you know what he is in this in the in the, in the Exorcist? He's, they force him to redo it. He's Jack Bloor. What are you taking that island? What am I taking? I turned the subtitles on because I had a hard time understanding and styling a little bit. Mix was low. I don't know. But every time I turned it on, they tried to describe some of the sounds that were going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And this, this, the description was ominous whirring. I, see, I had the same thing. It always said important sperm bouncing around in his balls. <laughs> That's what it said right after ominous whirring. <laughs> and they zoomed in on his sack. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take ominous whirring to my island and just take those. I mean, that's just anything, right? Because they, they, they applied that description to a lot of noises. But I heard, a, I heard a, a bird chirping. I was like, oh, my God. Batting down the hatches of some ominous whirring out there. Something like that. What about you? What are you going to take? He was my least favorite member of Naughty by Nature. Oh. Was oh. ominous whirring? It's oh. my least favorite Transformer. <laughs> He was a bartender in Star Wars, right? No. So, man, I'm tempted to take that Wes Anderson strip of, st- strip of buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Town. So, you take a town, huh? No, just that little strip. It's like three cubicles, but I'm I'm not sure I need it. Not a statue. There's a lot of stuff you can take. One of the you know, one of the buildings is called the Quiet Lodge, mm. by the way. Did you notice that? I did not. You know what would be not welcome there? Ominous worrying? Fuck yeah. There's so much to take. It really is. It's hard to pick. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a solid to the community, uh, and I'm gonna also provide a food source for the indigenous creatures of my island. So I will have uh, uh, someone scrape them maggots off that baby. Let the baby That's be nice. clean. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still sure. uh, still decedent. It's it's uh, it's past its prime as a, as a person still, but it's free of maggots, mm-hmm. and I've let them run amok into the the outskirts of my island for various birds and crustaceans and creeps to uh, enjoy them or for them to breed and create flies that can be eaten by the creatures of the sky mm-hmm. circle of life like a little richard attenborough roaming my island doing the right you know or david attenborough in this case <laughs> fucking john hammond in this but yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna take those maggots off that poor child and mm-hmm. let them be a part of my food chain on the island doing their part in the background while i stroll around feeling like i just fucking Pulled the mother tree so that everybody could be proud of. You know, I did the real solid. So you're bringing them to your island so that people can, eat, the, the the animals can eat the maggots. Yeah, don't you get attached a little bit, those cuties? I got good news. Mm-hmm. Sun rises tomorrow, respawn. That's right. They, it does refill. And, they, yeah. and there is yeah. that whole adage about flies having a day long life lifetime, which is not actually true, as anybody mm-hmm. who has had a fly trapped in the house can attest to. They can sometimes last way too long. I'm gonna yeah. They, every day they wake up, they're a mag, squirm around, maybe grow, fly out, and die. But they get to be a part of the food chain, and uh, I've taken them off of that poor child so that the, they can bury or burn it. Sans mags. Reminds me of that famous Lost Boys line: "Maggots, Michael, most." <laughs> i
testing everything.